Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Investing Talk. This is Aurelia. Uh, I have a course about real estate investing, an introduction course. I have an in-person uh, event that I organize in London every month. Uh, it's to uh, educate. Uh, it's, a, it's a platform for people to come and learn and sharpen their skills as real estate investors. And uh, I provide a fizzy water and uh, local cheese so that we can uh, <laughs> things I like. So I'm happy to share them with my, of course. my audience. Yeah, and, um, I love uh, both those things too. So we're, we're on the same page. <laughs> okay. so from, cheese from St. Mary's. Uh, nice. I like my uh, water dipped in wine or my okay. wine rather. I'd like wine with that. Can I have wine? I think as oh, the oh, event yeah. grows, I'll make sure to bring uh, to bring um, maybe you know, a sommelier or someone who knows about wine and we can have wine degustation yeah, and I'll bring wines. For, I try to find wines from France, you know, where I'm from and um, uh, and, and compare with other wines and uh, pair that with the cheese for, for people who, who, who want to, to do that. So the topic for today is, oh, sorry. And then I'm co-host with uh, Glenn, Glenn Sutherland and Come. Glenn has um, a course and a mastermind about how to invest in real estate in the US, glennsutherland.com. And then we have Darcy, darcywhite.ca. Uh, Darcy dives more um, into depth uh, for each subject we covered during the, the, um, the podcast on his uh, blog that is part of his website, darcywhite.ca. So if you want to learn more about uh, Darcy's thoughts, feel free to uh, check it out. So today we're going to be discussing where we are at. We like to do those episodes where we share, you know, where where we're at and uh, what's what's happening in our world. So who would like to get going? I, honestly, I, I don't know if I need to go get going, but I honestly love these episodes. Even um, if you don't even do this, do this yourself even as an exercise. Just write down what you're going because I like to even go back and listen to these episodes because it's interesting to even hear how you talk and how you think about what you're doing. Like mm -hmm. five years from now, it's mind blowing to go back and even some of my old podcasts where I'm talking about whatever strategy I was working on at the time. And it's just like, you know, I, it, it takes you back and you remember things. Um, I even look sometimes through, I'll find an old book, uh, like, you know, notebook, like Darcy likes to write his notebooks in the garage mm -hmm. and you like look through it and you're like, Oh, I remember this. I remember when we were working on this. I remember this is my to-do list for what I need to do on the contractor call. I remember when we were going through all these issues. So I don't know. I, I liked, I think if you, whatever your, your medium is, but record it, write it down. Um, but, but it, it it's, I think it's good. And it's, it shows you your growth, right? Because sometimes yeah, you forget how much it took. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of the book, The Gap and the Gain by uh, Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy. Uh, mm -hmm. Dan Sullivan is a, lives in Toronto, I believe. And uh, basically, yeah, look at yourself. Instead of comparing with others, look at where you are compared to where you were. Uh, and that's yeah. a way to see the gains rather than the gaps between a um, it's It's hard to compare yourselves to other people because you're always going to pick someone who's ahead of you. <laughs> right uh, that's what we do right you're always going to feel like you're running and like you look at my even my kids and you know if you go oh do you want to go play whatever sport and they want to play it if they're good at it and they think they can beat everybody but if you're introducing something that they other kids have already been doing longer than them they don't want to do it and if you think that goes away it doesn't you know people you like to be you, no one likes to be chasing and trying to catch up on struggling right so it's a great way to just to, to look at the whole bigger picture about how far you've grown, right? Uh, for, from since the last time you updated this stuff. And it's a bit of a paradox, but I think there is a, a tension between, it's very important to be the, 
you know, if you if you're the smartest in the room, you're in the wrong room. So there is yeah. this. <laughs> you need to surround yourself with people that are ahead, but make sure you don't compare yourself with them. You know, cheer them on with their successors. So that's the that's the value of being part of a mastermind. Also, yeah. yeah. So who wants to go first? Who wants to talk about what they're working on? Well, I I can. I'm I'm up for that. So sure. uh, uh, regular listeners may know that we do multi-res in West Red Partners Inc. So this is Rent West Properties in Edmonton and Saskatoon. We're closing on a 41 unit building in two days. So my last month has been uh, sort of the final preparations on the prospectus, getting it out to our investor pool of like 140, it's 138 actually, um, parties that have been investing with us. Um, responding to questions, what it, what it looks like, what we think it's going to do, uh, making you know modest uh, projections on what this property will look like, and you know from as from our investigation and site visits, everything, planning the renovations and the recapitalization of the project. So we're already looking at carpets and paint and baseboards and fixtures and how many suites are vacant and comparing market rents and where we're going to enter these new suites back in. So. Some of our, our work this past month has been uh, getting insurance. So between those things like renovation plans, fundraising plans, and then uh, technical things with just the property uh, insurance, making sure we're insured that um, the bank's insurance company is, or the bank's insurance inspectors are satisfied with the insurance that we've placed on it because that's a part of financing. It's specific insurance has to be in place not just who the loss pays are, but the kind of coverage that's in place for it. So there's a lot of back and forth there. I'd say that's probably 26 emails in the last uh, two weeks, those kind of calls. Um, so my these are very busy days and today is dead quiet because we're waiting for the seller's lawyers to put together their documentation. From our side of this, our documentation and preparation was made a week and a half ago and my sister, my general partner in Edmonton's already signed all the documents. We've signed the corporate resolutions that part's done. We're just waiting to close. We'll put title insurance on in the Alberta government in their sweet time. We'll register title. And I'm waiting for a funds to close letter from my lawyer to go downtown and put the final uh, funds into the bank account and then chill the champagne. So sometime Thursday night, I'll open a bottle of modest champagne, drink it by myself because my wife has a dress rehearsal for the opera she's in. And um, I don't know, talk with the dog. So sorry to take this maybe a little bit more specific than really we yeah. haven't planned for this, but um, if I remember correctly, you don't charge an acquisition fee, right? Nope. nope. So when you, you put all this, um, you just keep track of all the money you put in ahead of time. And then whenever you close, you just basically even it back out. Is that am yeah. I on the right page there? Yeah, you can't see this, but I'm holding by orange sticky that's like curled. That's at least two months old. <laughs> when I paid... Um, uh, $24,750 um, for the uh, uh, one of the fees. We just keep track of all the fees that we paid beforehand. So there's your initial deposit, there's your second deposit, there's um, phase one environmental, there's your engineer's report, there's your building inspection report, there's your CMHC fee per suite, there's your uh, the bank's placement fee, the bank's assess, uh, you know admin fee. I got seven fingers up now, eight fingers. All those are prepaid beforehand, and then we raise the money. I don't keep the money in a pool because I, I don't really feel like paying an interest rate to people to have their money at some waiting for something to happen. So we only ask for the money when we're ready. So two weeks ago, I asked for the money, and the money's been coming in, and I just track it, give receipts, 
followed up with, Hey, I've got it. Are you everyone comfortable here? Okay. Here's a receipt. Here's our, here's our plan to closing. I'll confirm it on Thursday afternoon that we closed. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. I'm on the phone, emails and texting, and there's been a steady stream of cars rolling up, people getting out, <clears throat> dropping me a check. I put it with a deposit slip, head down to the bank and deposit it. So that kind of stuff or e-transfers people that are out of the province or out of the city area. That's good. I think there's a lot of value for people who just listen to that even, even just yeah. an update. Yeah. Because yeah. you get into it, you go into the, the, um, the business itself, not only yeah. that, there is a mechanics or mechanics of it. As a general partner, that's what my last month has looked like. So in addition to, you know, managing our other portfolio, we're insuring, renovating, winterizing you know, in Northern, Northern BC and, well, in Edmonton, Saskatoon, we have maybe three, four weeks left before there's snow on the top of our roofs and snow on the ground. So, you know, we're just doing all the winterizing work, finishing up the last painting, last electrical work, anything outside related, because we won't work on it for six months now, unless it's an emergency. Right. That's just property management. Guys, Ari, what are you doing? What are you up to? What do you want to go, Ari? You want me to go? What do you want? Yeah, you can go. Okay. So um, what was tying me up a lot? Well, I just got back from Florida. So, you know, nice. this will air like a couple weeks later. Like we pre-record these like two weeks ahead, just so we always have them. But um, uh, I just came back from Florida, which whenever you do that, um, you know, even even if you take some days off at home, it's not as much of an impact of a catch up as when you leave and go to a <laughs> away for a couple of days. Cause a lot of stuff like you just do, doesn't get done while you're gone. You just make a to-do list when you get back. So working my way through this to-do list, um, I have a conference this weekend, um, which we, when this airs, it'll probably be just after the conference, but it's been a lot of work to set it up and speakers and writing speeches and organizing and planning who speaks when and a lot of it sounds like it could be a five-minute conversation but it always turns into strategy and people topics that would complement other topics and sometimes you sit there for a whole hour of a, a call just put figuring out the order of people to talk in um, but then it's just everything else um, and a lot of things that I learned from it were just um, you know how expensive videographers were I don't know if you've ever hired those things I was blown away by the cost of what it costs to have someone film these things. It was, uh, wow. it was astonishing. Um, um, I don't know, should we go into numbers, but basically you're paying for like equipment rental, which could be like, you know, 600 to a thousand dollars, just in equipment. And then you're paying these people like, you know, five to $800 to record it for you on top of that. Right. Um, it adds up like it's, it's a net significant cost to have uh, professionals, record the event anyway so that was one of the biggest eye openers in running the event because i was like oh i don't know probably 500 bucks i don't know it seems uh, but it, it was kind of a, astonishing how much a lot of the stuff costs um so anyway it's good it was good to experience good growth um um we've been working on this uh 92 unit apartment building um it's been a long grind i think we've been working on it for three months so far maybe four months um and just to give like an idea on the numbers, because I'm still, I have the single family mentality and I don't pay full price for nothing. Um, <laughs> I, I want a deal. When we close that thing, I want to make sure if we decide we need to sell it the next day that we can do so. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so they originally were at nine and a half million and we're in the low sevens and we're, <laughs> uh, so it, uh, we're now like within a hundred grand. So we're really close. Um, so it's, it's been a long, uh, a, a lot of, communication a lot of anyway we're getting close anyway so I'm, that's sorry have you been grinding the price for three months yeah oh wow <laughs> but the thing is that they they'll take someone else's offer 
And then yeah. we're like, no, we're serious. We, you know, we have the money, here's the funds and like, we can do this, but what they'll go, no, no, we're going to go with somebody else. And then the other person puts it under contract uh, or, you know, has a LOI signed. And then with an, a, a, you know, term inspection expires, time, yeah. Stuff, yeah. yeah. And then they'll, they'll, they'll tie it up for like 15 or 20 days and then they'll walk away and they can't do it because they paid way too much. They're offered to way yeah. too much. Right. Um, and so they, they come back. Okay. Can you do this again? Ah, we got, well, the, the basis points went up another quarter percent. So, um, you know, that, you know, you're a businessman, we're a businessman. It down. keeps coming down. Right. If you would have taken our offer before we'd be done, then close this thing and, you know, comes back and then they're like, Oh no, someone else offering more. And we're like, yeah, but they're not serious. We're real. And like, we're the ones who've walked the property. They haven't, they're just, you know, looking online, making random offers way too expensive. And, um, so anyway, that's kind of where it's been going. Um, won't go too far. I'll probably talk too much about that already. Um, we're still doing flipping. Uh, All right, go ahead. You're no, I think, I think that's fascinating. I, I don't know if I'm a listener. I kind of want to know. Uh, I'm so interested in your process. So I think I almost got to do a podcast. I think we, we touched, we did do a podcast on this before, but even I thought more and more about it, like the differences between multifamily and single family. And maybe it's how I can apply what I know from single family because mm -hmm. it's just, I, I talked to some other syndicators and they're just like, oh, they just run these numbers and, you know, oh, we're, it's a cap rate and this, you know, this is what it's worth and this is what we offer. And I go, but that's market. I'm like, I'll pay market. I'm like, that doesn't work for me. So I'm going to look at 20 deals, 30 deals to find one because that's not how I do single family. If I bought everything at market, I wouldn't have built what I built, right? Yeah. I need to be buying these things cheap, right? So uh, anyway, there's a lot of stuff that I, I apply just because I came from a different background, right? The yeah. way I need this to go. So um, I am still flipping. We are still doing contracting and burrs. Um, I've been uh, for maybe some quick numbers on that, at least as of this date, it'll probably change even by the time this airs. But right now we have six properties for sale. Two of them are under contract uh, to close. Um, well, six for sale. And so eight in total, right? So there's eight on the market. Six are sitting there. Uh, two are under contract. Days on market's a lot longer than what it used to be. So it's a little, little bit more frustrating, a little bit of a test of your patience than it used to be a year ago. Um, but we're, we're doing that. Um, we also have uh, six properties under renovation, not including those. These are completely different ones. And of those, four of them should be done in the next couple of weeks list, I'm hoping. Um, and we'll get those up on the, the well, some of them are going to, some are duplexes. So duplexes, we are going to refinance and perfect burn them out is the intention. Um, with the refinances, I'm in the middle of a E2 visa application. So um, I just filed my application with U.S. Immigration. So um, one of the things is to, you know, you talk to the partner, how desperate are you to get your money? Do you need this? You know, we did a original business plan. You know, we're going to do a refinance at this point. But if you're not as anxious to do this, if you wait until I get my visa, we can get American financing instead of foreign national financing. So we're like, it, it depends on the rush. So some of them will get refinanced right away. And some of them are more, more likely than not, people will wait because it's not worth it. <laughs> you know, if you could get an, a 1% cheaper and, you know, a higher leverage point, they're going to get more money back and they're going to make more money every month if they wait. Right. So, but it's, it's everyone's personal situation. So we're kind of um, figuring that out. Right. And uh, yeah. Attending conferences, attending masterminds. Uh, I was doing a property tour in Tampa Bay, Florida, Tampa Bay, St. Pete's, uh, Port Ritchie, and Hollywood, uh, Florida is where I was uh, last week touring properties. Um, but yeah, it's it's all about, uh, like with that, that was a lot of networking. I, I, and also, I love it. 
I love going somewhere, especially when it gets cold. We got like the nice cold crisp that came in this last week. And, you know, you're like, yeah, I'm going to Florida. You're like, you get down yeah, to that's 33. Nice. <laughs> it's 10 degrees here and it's 33 degrees there. You're like, this is nice. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, if you're American, you can translate that <laughs> to um, Fahrenheit to Celsius or whichever way around. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like what I've been doing. We're still doing the renovations. I'm looking to do bigger multifamily. Um, and it's all about, well, there's a million reasons to do multifamily. There's a million reasons to do single family too. Um, but um, I, on it, my my belief is that I think it's safer in this market when we're in a declining market or a, um, an uncertain market. I think that the multifamily is a safer spot to have my money. And I'm investing my own money in the project too. Yeah. Yeah, I should say, um, if our if our deal, uh, I'm carrying 25% of it personally. Yeah. Perfect alignment. Investment partners. Perfect Absolutely. alignment. Because you're on both sides, the GP and the limited partner side, and you have you have the best interest of both sides. Yep. Right. So no, and then syndicators that can't put a dime of their own money in is that's they that's scary because they might even need the money to live off of, and their decisions might be uh, reflected in that. <laughs> Right. Anyway, Ari, Ari, go ahead before I talk all day. Ari, you're busy too. What do you got going on? Yeah, a few things. Um, so I started, like I said, in the intro, an in-person event in London with the purpose of uh, educating others and, uh, you know, helping the audience to sharpen their skills. We bring in people and uh, uh, they share about what they're doing and uh, how they do it uh, in October. So last month we had um, Glenn who, come, who came and talked to us about uh, House flipping in the US. That was the topic for that uh, event. Uh, and the format is we have um, a speaker, I ask the questions, and then uh, the, the questions will, will be um, similar. And um, particularly at the end, you know, asking uh, how they, what they would recommend somebody starting out, you know, because it's the idea is to help the, the beginner investors. And, and it's the opportunity to network. Um, for example, last event, somebody had a, a lead on, a, on an off-market deal, the triplex was looking for a partner. So um, there, is, there is opportunities. And I'm, I'm planning to launch a mastermind. Uh, I think I'm gonna start doing it in January. Um, the idea is to um, create a, a group of action takers around me, and we would talk business and real estate, uh, for towards financial freedom and, and the format would be uh, there is first a one-on-one -on -one session where I get to know them more intimately and then uh, try to understand their goals and how I can assist them um, uh, achieving those goals and help them articulate those goals help them articulate that's a great that's an incredible value right it's yeah. an incredible yeah. value provide value yeah yeah a help them articulate a vivid vision you know and and we'll i, I encourage them to leverage chat gpt and and use that to uh, to edit the the text so that they can just provide the the basic idea and then and then the machine can uh, the artificial intelligence can generate the text and then edit the text because that that saves a lot of time because sometimes you know when you when you deal with writing not everybody uh, is feels confident to to write um, so um, I, I, I i encourage them to use that Personally, so I, I, I was part of a commercial reset mastermind. Um, I I kind of pivoted. I'm still uh, interested in finding deals, but the way I'm approaching it is uh, by purchasing non-performing loans. So uh, that's the way I'm looking for deals right now. 
and I'll pursue ones I'll, I'll, I'll find and I'll, I'll partner with uh, other operators uh, to, to take down those deals because uh, my main focus is uh, residential, affordable housing more precisely and more precisely uh, the asset type of uh, mobile home parks. So what I'm doing for that is um, uh, I connect with uh, others that do that and, and I do some cold calling. Uh, so I what I did is I, I hired a skip tracer who came up with a list of owners and I approached those owners. Um, Alex Hormozzi had a course on uh, how to uh, do cold calling. So I, I inspired myself from that. But also a strategy that I find is pretty good to, to create um, uh, connection with people is uh, not only you tell them that, you know, you create a middle ground where they're investors and I'm an investor as well. And then you tell them, I, I ask them, I, I kind of interview them. So I leverage the, I used to have a podcast, so I leverage the skill of asking questions like I do at the at the event in London. I ask mm -hmm. questions to try and get the uh, the essence and nuggets out of them uh, to to save everybody years of um, of experience or you know from mistakes made. And then we um, uh, and then I, I ask them, um, I interview them to find out how how they did it. So it's it's more of an interview. Uh, I'm not typically asking, okay, what would you like to sell your, your property to me? Or do you know someone who wants to sell their property? It's more of an interview and I create rapport that way to uh, trying to find out, you know, what their journey has been. And I learn a lot uh, by doing that. Yeah. And lastly, in terms of health and um, wellness, um, I'm training for a Spartan race, which is um, a 10 kilometer run. Uh, I'm doing one in Florida in December and 10 kilometer run uninterrupted by um, uh, obstacles and the way you have to do a uh, monkey bars and uh, carrying weights. Oh. So, wow. You add that to a 10 K run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, um, uh, what is that? The iron, not the iron man thing. What is the mud, 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 mud. tough mudder, tough mudder. No, it's different. It's called a Spartan race. Okay. And, uh, we have one in Greece actually because it's uh you know Sparta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um yeah, so I've been running every day, listening to podcasts, to mindset podcasts. First thing I do in the morning, I, I put on my my equipment and go go for a run. And I, I used to not be able to do it. It would cause pain in my um in my legs, but now I uh, I make sure that every time after I run, I um I stretch and uh, so I've been doing that. Like the muscles or like shin splints or what do you my my tendons okay yeah the muscles the tendons and um that way i've been able to uh, to to uh to do it and uh and when i when i pick up my daughter from school i uh i use the monkey bars there <laughs> push, <laughs> push the kids away <laughs> are you training outside or you go inside somewhere because i think florida is going to be a little bit different than our weather right now yeah i run outside because i find it's different from on the, on the on the treadmill i prefer running outside and I, I I don't want to take any chances. So once once there is snow on the on the grounds, I won't uh, won't be running outside. But uh, yeah, for now I do it outside, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'll be doing it as part of a group, and I have someone oh. uh, I have some accountability around it. So I post uh, in my in a group chat uh, every day when I go for my run, how long I ran and uh, how long it took me. Wow, that's cool. I love that. I did the Tough Mudder in I think 2016 with my brother. Oh yeah, and, uh, my friend Dave. Uh, Dave's a beast. Um, he was, and my brother's a. Uh, his wife's an extreme runner, and he's part of a running club. 
So the two of them were very fit, very fast. And I just tucked in behind them and uh, hung in there. It was, it was extraordinary. It was exhilarating. I was so jacked after it. So freezing cold. It was like eight degrees and raining up the Callahan uh, ski center outside of Whistler in early June. It was snowing for parts of it. Um, And you're shirtless and you're diving into like a six foot deep container of ice and swimming up and over in these baffles as they're shoveling ice out of a trailer into this through mud. It was insane. I felt so jacked. I probably was high for two months after that. It was such an exhilarating experience. Um, it just supercharged my business and my personal life. Uh, it was extraordinary. Uh, I recommend it. It's it's You're going to have a, such a great time. You're going to be stoked when you get out of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, we've come to the end of the episode. So these were the updates, what we were up to. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm working on a 16 pad mobile home park in Canada. So that's going to be a, um, coming up soon uh yeah so thank you everybody for tuning in that was glenn darcy and aurelien and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time bye everybody thanks everyone